Welcome to the final discussion of the City of Ember episodes. Jacoby is doing his trademark hand friction thing. <laughs> what would you guys call doing this? What is this? Rubbing, rubbing your hands gesture. together? The what? The devious gesture. Oh, no, oh, the deep. No, that's more like. I've been fingers. expecting you. <laughs> All right. Um, we have are finished we reading the City of Ember. No. So we are going to. Julian, are you eating paper? <laughs> This is started like, with the hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be a video podcast so people can just witness these moments. What the how, how, how does the, the lead? How, well, how does the pencil plus paper taste? Is it a good ratio? Yummy. <laughs> 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 I, I had a friend when I was in second grade, and we had name tags on our desks. And Let me guess, he ate his name tag. He did, but he oh, would eat it slowly, one bit at a time, like each day, and then slowly his name tag was gone. And then he would turn around during class, like while the teacher's talking, he'd go, can you give me a little bit of your name tag? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, sure. And then he would take colored markers and color on them. If it was red, he'd be like, mmm, tastes like cherry. We should have. I, he was my best friend. <laughs> well, that tells us a lot about you. Yeah, I think it does. All right, let's move on to the city of Ember. The first thing that we're going to talk about. Introduce ourselves. Oh, all right. We'll introduce ourselves. You start. My name's Jacoby. Okay. And Julian. And. What's up, guys? It's your girl. We already know it's back for another Discord mod video. By the way, my name is Sophia, but you can call me the best girl in the world. Oh Anyways, God. let's get on to the video. Does yes. paperwork the same? Sorry for your ears. Yeah, the apology was necessary there. Okay, first thing we're going to talk about is what moments stuck out to you in this section of the story? Where in this particular part of the story were you most interested or surprised or whatever? Sophie. Wait, that. can I finally tell you about your theory? Can mm -hmm. I? They are underground. I know. I know. I am a genius. You they guys. are underground, and actually, I. Did you guys doubt me? Did you think it that says, it wasn't going to be underground? Answer an explanation. The city of Ember by Jean de Proud takes place in an underground city. The city had been erected roughly 200 years ago from people to survive a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. The imagined city has no sky or sunlight and is run by electricity. <clears throat> we figured that out on the book. Yeah. So. Great. We've gotten a little sidetracked here. What's uh, what's another moment in this section that you thought was pretty cool or interesting or where you're really turning the pages a lot, that kind of thing? Julian? Um, the cat was there, and they didn't know what the cat was. I think that was amazing because I like the, cats a lot. When the cat was there? Remember? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, for some reason I thought that was a dog, but I thought <laughs> I read that wrong. My fat cat yeah, was there wrong. with me when that happened. Oh, and so you had a little bonding moment with your, with your cat? <laughs> no, she hates me. <laughs> My cat hates me too. Cat, she cats. flipped me off. She what? <laughs> My cat flipped me off. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know cats had enough. I'm just gonna. Bang I didn't know they had opposable thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> My cat does. <laughs> oh, Jacoby, what what stuck out to you in this section of the? Um. Well, like Julian said, I think it was interesting that they didn't know what even a tree was. Like they were flabbergasted. Yeah. I loved that part where they, they went the into the real world or the outside world. And, and it made me just think about all this like pretty awesome stuff in nature that we take for granted because we see it all the time. Like the night sky full of stars or the moon or the sun or the grass. And we're like, yeah, I mean, it's the sky. It's the moon. It's the grass, whatever. But they're seeing it with these fresh eyes and they're like, this is amazing. What was the, I think it was the cat that Dune was like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know? That's why I really what was the do. purple thing, though? I was still very confused about that. The purple thing. Probably like a plum. 
like the oh, fruit. Oh, that they ate. Or maybe yeah. an eggplant. What I want, what I thought was most interesting when I was flipping the pages was just the whole are they going to get out of there part of the story. Like they found the secret passageway, but I kept thinking like something's going to go wrong. You know what I mean? Were you guys like thinking this was a pretty good page turner? When yeah. One thing that really got me was when Dylan saw the guards were looking for them. Mm-hmm. And because like they realized, oh, we were wrong. They don't believe us and see us as heroes. It's like the complete I opposite. Right. I know. We knew that was going to happen, right? We were like, yeah, those guards are. Something's going to go wrong. I feel like that. the guard that they told was. I, I think he believed them because his eyes were shining, right? Like yeah. He was ready to tell them this exciting news. Mm-hmm. And then they killed that guy. <laughs> I know. And then I think um, when they f- started figuring things out, like I think it was interesting how they didn't know what a candle or a match was. Yeah. And they were trying to, and when I said matches, they were like, match with what? Yeah. There's nothing to match it with. It was funny too reading that because. I'm like, I know what those things are. We know what those things are. And we're like, you idiots. Like, just, you got to light the match. No, it, it? yeah, it made me so mad when they couldn't figure out how to, what to do with it. I yeah. was like, oh, my God, please, right. just, like, do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strike the box. They got, they, they got kind of lucky, really. They they figured out the candle thing on really it. they're just really smart. Yeah, right. And they figured out the boat thing, too. They didn't know what a boat was. So... They were like, oh, I guess we put it in but the water. But to be fair, they didn't even find out how to uh, use the paddles. Remember? You, they you, just threw it in. Oh, yeah. Did they ever use the paddles? They, I guess they just used them to push off the push wall. Push off the sides, but yeah. yeah. it would That would have been such a like a less rough journey if they knew how to use the paddles because they could like stop and mm-hmm. then do it. What did you guys think of the uh, the river journey? Jordan? I think that was pretty cool. I would have got more screen time of it. Screen time? Well, not screen time, you know. Book time. Yeah. Paper time. Page yeah. time. There's a movie version of City of Ember. I bet that river scene is pretty cool, like with how rapidly it moves and they're in the dark. What's another moment, another scene from this section that stuck out to you guys? The journal. Oh, let's talk about the journal. That the part was so cool. That weird old um, lady. So we find out that I guess they... A long time ago, 200 years ago, or what, 220 years they ago. They prepared, and they only got 100 old lady and 100 babies. And they're like, you know, go, white guys, you guys are going to take care of these babies. I have no idea who the parents of these guys are, you know? How, how do you feel about the builder's decision to make sure that the people Put going underground on. don't remember anything? You know, because they said, like, it's got to be these babies, and then by the time they're grown up, and they can take care of things. Their their old parents that took care of them will be dead, yeah, and then there'll be no memories left of that's Earth. That's dumb. Just take like the entire town. Yeah, I was like, what what would be so bad about people remembering what they left behind? Yeah, just like take they would live sit, in fear. Take the entire city of Spark. They would live in fear. What do you mean? They 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 might live in fear. Of well, what? They, I guess they might live in fear of whatever threat it was. Yeah, and, and now and they're even more scared because they're scared of what's in the darkness. So the yeah, that's a good point. No, I, but yeah. I feel like you would be more scared if you were on the outside, if you were left on the outside world. Do you think the builders were no. thinking, if they remember what they left behind, they'll be tempted to go find it before it's time, before the 200 years is that up? That makes sense, too. You know? But then why would they bring a bunch of old ladies 
an old man who have experienced this place the longest. Because they'll die. Yeah, because they'll die but soon. But still, like, who says they can't? They, she obviously was smart enough to bring a journal and remember everything. Yeah. Like, and then she was like, no, this well, would be bad, and then threw it away. She, like, said she was probably going to, like, not take it. I think she just, like, left it somewhere no, and yeah. hoped that no, someone it, would like, get it. No, it, like, ended abruptly. They were reading it, and then she was like, I hope the guard doesn't take it away. And oh, yeah, right. They said she either just left it there or the guard took it away. So I didn't think, I mean, I, I guess it's a nuclear apocalypse. It's got to be something that would have, like, radiation that would last 200 years. But there's years. people living on the outside. Otherwise, that cat would not have been there. No, cats can live in the wild. But they wouldn't be so friendly with humans after, like, 200 years. Maybe it's instinct. Didn't it say something like, Dune knew that this was the place for us, this outside world, because the way that that cat interacted with him? He was like, I can tell that the relationship I have with that animal, the way it looked at me and then just moved on, like... It was a familiar relationship and so yeah. So maybe it's like a cat's instincts. I, like, it, the cat must have, like, come from somewhere. Which Yeah, it does seem like it, maybe that, that moment does hint at the sequel where there's this other place and pe- the, there's other people alive. Maybe Sparks. I think ma- it's Maybe town. the builders set up multiple cities around the world, you know, and Sparks is another one. And they named yeah. them similarly, Ember and Sparks. And I was about to say that. Maybe Dune and Lena next book are going to go to try to tell another city that's still in darkness um, about... Or maybe they named Maybe, the, yeah, I was going to say that. Maybe there are other cities that are, like, in darkness. All right, let's Rich. move on to the next part of our discussion. Did our predictions come true? Yours did. What were some other predictions? What were some predictions about the way they were going to get out? Um, I remember one of us saying that they were going to use a ladder. Yeah, and they did, right? I think it was you. I think oh. you also said it. Uh, I've got all the good predictions. Uh, I thought that they were going to have to go up. I had a no. bunch they of went the opposite. I had a they bunch of... Well, yeah, but not with the ladder. They went down with the ladder. Oh, true. Okay. I haven't... <laughs> I, I had a lot of theories that I kept myself... Like, most of them were just, like, stuff that I felt was important. Like, I knew they were going to do something with the river. That was one of the first things I did. Like, remember that one where I, like, didn't talk, like, at all? I was looking up subterranean rivers. Oh, yeah. So that kind of came true for you then. You, you, you called that. I didn't, I didn't really call it, though. I just knew it would be important in some way. Yeah. Was there any predictions? I guess the prediction about the, the reaction of the, the townspeople. We didn't really get a sense of what the townspeople reactions was because... I don't, they didn't get us tell. They didn't get I a chance like, to tell everybody. I feel like we were divided. I think some of us thought they were gonna get along. Some of us thought. Yeah. The other way. I liked the um, the whole like when it was all going down. It was during the singing, and you know the 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 power would go out in the city, but everybody would keep singing especially, those songs. Especially the darkness one when they like sung and it was super dark. Yeah. And then she saw a light. That's almost cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was Dune with yeah, the candle? Yeah, symbolization, you know, they're in the dark, oh. and they're singing about darkness, and it's mm-hmm. morbid, well, not morbid, but, you know, like a darker tone, mm-hmm. and then she sees a light, just it's like a, they're escaping the city, mysterious. which is super dark, and then they, when they escape, they see the light. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good point. I also thought that the whole bug turning into the butterfly thing was a big mm-hmm. analogy or metaphor, too. This book has a lot of metaphors. Yeah, it's cool. I thought that the whole singing would be really cool in a movie. 
you know, because those songs sounded like a little creepy. Well, I think I think the first one wasn't that bad. Yeah. The first one was kind of cheery. Which one was that? The one about the darkness seemed kind of yeah. creepy, and like all that, like everybody chanting or singing the song in I the think, darkness. I think the river one was like kind of happy. Yeah. They're talking about how like the river gives them power. And stuff. Yeah. Um, any other predictions we had? We, we had some thoughts and guesses about the mayor and what was going to happen with him. I thought he was going to be like a Scooby-Doo villain. And he was going to be like, I would have gone away with it too if it wasn't <laughs> Well, he kind of was. I mean, he, he turned out to be a very evil person. There was no backstory that was like, oh, here's why I'm doing no, this. No, I thought he was going to get caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Nobody really gets caught. Lena and Dune just leave. Honestly, I kind of thought they were just going to leave. Because that's kind of how I felt they should go. Mm-hmm. Like, screw these people. I got really mad that <laughs> Actually, I kind of did predict it. Like, I, I don't know if I said this, but I vaguely, like, remember saying something about, like, them leaving before everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they, they were able to drop that letter. Yeah, what I it said... It makes me really mad that she, like, forgot to give it to Clary. Yeah. What I said... Um, was that they're going to eventually be like, like, you know what, these people suck. They, we, we can't convince them, and then leave. So they didn't feel that way, though. Yeah, it, they it was, felt that they just needed to leave. There's no other option. And plus, if they did like try and confront the mayor, they would end up being jailed and then make it even harder for them to escape. Yeah, right. And if that happened, I was worried. I was, always, I was flipping so many pages because I was worried that they were going to get caught. And then they, they wouldn't succeed. I mean, I knew that they were going to succeed because it's a book and this probably has a happy ending. But I was like, it, it's, the stakes are so high. If they get caught and their, their ideas get squashed down and nobody can ever, then this city, will, everybody will just die. And that's no, it's no hope for anybody. Can we talk about their luck real quick? They have the most convenient stuff happen to them. Like, I know before this happened, there's probably other convenient things. But when she's running away, right, she gets caught. And the mayor's, like, talking to her. And, like, there's no way out for her besides, like, running. But, like, the guards would be able to see. And then just on time, the, like, lights go out. Mm-hmm. That's the most convenient thing I've ever, like. Right. I thought Dune did that. No. <laughs> that would have been cool. Like, he messed up the generator yeah, or something. Yeah, he just went over in there and just kicked it. That would have been a really good idea by him if that was the case. But. Yeah, I thought they the same f- thing. I was like, that is crazy lucky. And then they figure out how to use everything. Do you know how convenient that is? You see a wooden, huge wooden thing with that looked like massive spoons. I would have no idea what to do with it. Right. Like, there's no shot I would think, oh, this must go in the river. I was surprised that they figured out the matches so quickly. Yeah, they were like, what if we write with them on that part of it? I'm like, would you really right on that part of it where you strike a match. Like, that's pretty lucky to happen to strike it right and there. And the fact that they figured out that it went on the candle, I guess they didn't figure out the right way because they wrapped it around. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, still, the, figure, the way that they figured it out, sure, like, it, it made you really annoyed that they couldn't figure it out. But when they figured it out, you're like, oh, wow, that's really convenient. <laughs> yeah. And then... She forgets to give it to Clary, and they're like, oh, crap. And then they find the tiniest little crevice. Yeah. And are like, mm, we're going to go there. They figure out the city's underground. 
and then they drop it, and it happens to land right in front of Mrs. Myrtle. <laughs> that is, they just get like the craziest luck in this yeah. story. They're just like. <laughs> did that? Did that take you out of it a little bit? Like it's something you didn't really like about the story? No, because like, they have to win somehow. They're the yeah. main characters. It would be very. I mean, it would be cool if they were losing, like the fifth wave. That was interesting because they mm-hmm. were technically losing, but they got lucky in the fifth wave too. The them looking down, you reminded me of something. Them looking down on their own city for the first time well, after they got out to the outside nope, world. Not first time. I was thinking, but not the first time. Remember when Lena was on the thing dancing? Actually, uh, twice. Well, I mean, looking the down on the whole city. city. Uh, I just thought, like, how mind blowing would that be? It reminds me of a little bit of, uh, there's this really cool picture that the um, Voyager spacecraft took of Earth. Uh, it was passing Saturn, and they decided to have it turn around and point its camera back at Earth instead of taking pictures of Saturn and stuff. Because uh, they were like, it'd be really cool if we took a picture of Earth from that far away. And it's a really cool picture. It's just this tiny little blue dot in a giant black void. And it makes you really rethink your entire existence of we're just this tiny little, little thing. We're, we're a tiny little molecule on a tiny little dust speck compared to like the yeah. entire universe. Oh and, my and goodness. I, I, I we're who's. <laughs> we're all who's. And the, then what are the who's? The who's what? are even smaller. I'm going to go fight the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought about that when I read that part. I was like, it's a similar feeling of, of kind of having your mind blown about a new perspective on Speaking your world. Speaking of how they looked over the city and, like, went from above, now we understand this picture. See how they're, like, oh. looking over the city? Oh, Wait, let yeah. me see it. I don't have see? my book with me. They're, yeah. like, looking over nice. the city. All right, guys, I think this should bring us to our discussion of themes of this novel. What Obliviousy. What is it? Obliviousy. I don't know if that's a word. Oh, I like being oblivious. The state of being oblivious. Yeah. Why is that? What do you mean? Well, because they were in a cave, and they did not know. Mm -hmm. Like, everything, like, they didn't know anything. There were so many secrets, so many mysteries. Just hiding. But there's a difference between there being a mystery and you have to solve it and there being, you're completely Well, they didn't oblivious. even know of the mystery. Right, so. yeah. So that's a good word for it. They're completely oblivious. And the secrets from the mayor. Jacoby, what theme would you say this, this book okay, related? Okay, I got like two. Okay. The f- first one I said earlier, and it makes sense, hope, you know. They Did it? Ha- they have a lot of hope. Did that keep applying in this ending of the story? Yeah, but it kind of reverses too. They kind of lose hope. Also, but there's also this idea. There's a, literally a light at the end of the tunnel, which is like the metaphor for there's hope. You so know? there's a, yeah, there's a lot of hope. Like when they're like going through, they're like hoping that there's like another city. There's a hope. They're hoping that they can find a way out because. But they, technically, like, wouldn't you be hoping for other things? Like you can be hoping for anything. But. I, I mean, I agree with Jacoby. I, I think, yeah, you could apply hope to any story technically, but this story, it really deals with their, they have this intense desire for there to be, to be something out there. And they step into the darkness of that passageway and get into the river, and they just have to have faith and hope that it leads somewhere because there's essentially no going back. At I think point. hope was more of just, like, you need it to, to keep going. Yeah, 
And they, they had that, right? Less, I, th- I just think it was less about hope and more that they just needed it. Like yeah. that they had it. Yeah. What's your other theme? Yeah. Um, self. It's S- weird. Selfishness? S- no, kind of Selflessness? both. Selflessness? Kind of both. So, like, okay. there's moments where they're helping other people. They're like, you know... Lena helps people. She's a messenger. She helps people, like, quite literally pass out messages. Dune also quite literally helps the entire city because he works in the pipe works. Mm-hmm. But they're also selfish because they want the glory of saving the city and stuff. And then the mayor's selfish. There were elements of selfishness that were definitely emphasized in this section where they were, again bummed out that they weren't going to have this moment of glory where they'd be like, well, announce it to everybody. And there was that particular moment where they realized their error, that they like, man, if we weren't being selfish and wanting that, we could have just told everybody right then, but we didn't because we wanted to hog the glory for ourselves. I agree with him. I just, everyone was selfless technically. And and they were selfless in other ways. And so you're saying that the mayor was selfless? in the same way. Okay. No, he was the mayor. He didn't have a job. Yeah, he does. He's the mayor. He's the mayor is like the most important <laughs> job. Yeah, but he sucked at it, so. Well, he yeah, but great. he still did stuff. Like, if he if there was no mayor, it would be anarchy. All right, what theme, Sophie, would you give to this I think book? Conspiracy. So, how so? It makes you have like a conspiracy theory of what's gonna happen at the end. Oh, oh you mean like as the, the next books yeah. and all that? Well, I thought that you were about to. Talk about Maybe this. I was. There's this. There's a conspiracy because it's not just the mayor that's selfish. There's a, a, all these other people in power that are conspiring together. Like the guards. Like the guards and like Looper. That. Looper isn't in power. He's just an idiot. But he's gotten himself power by being within their group of people that know this secret and and are benefiting from it. And, and Dune and Lena are appalled to learn that there is this conspiracy, conspiracy going on. Conspiracy. Uh, and that would be upsetting, you know, if you found out that you've been lied to by people in power. Do you think the guards know the mayor was doing that? Or do you think they, like, he got out of there before they saw him and they were... Or they didn't even go to check. They're like, there's no way these kids are saying that our mayor mm-hmm. is being selfish. You know what I mean? Well, that like, would We get... never figure out if they were conspiring with the mayor or they just outright just doubted. I guess you could ask yourself, okay, do, do these guards, are they just evil people too that are just power hungry? Or are they just oblivious? Yeah, are they oblivious and they have blind faith in this institution of this mayor and the system? Yeah. Ooh, big words, Mr. Mattingly, big words. Oh, I've got the big words. Yeah, we never figure it out. Yeah. All right, my last thing. um, I thought that there was a theme of sort of what, what humanity is meant to do. And, and the book almost seems to be implying that humans are meant to explore and be free. You know, there was that metaphor with the worm, remember? And Dune was mm-hmm. watching it and thinking like, yeah, all these bugs that I keep in cages die. Uh, but then it turned into a butterfly and he set it free and he, he watched it go away. 
And, and, and that kind of compared to the humans in the story. The, oh, no. They're, they're just going to die if you keep them in this little place. They're meant stages. to go out. There's three stages. All three stages represent not just him turning into a butterfly, all three. So when it's a caterpillar, it's technically free, right? You know, it's roaming around, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Then it goes into its cocoon. It's captured. Mm-hmm. It's stayed in this one spot, just like the city of Ember, you know. As the caterpillar, they were building the city, they were getting life, and then they went down to the city of Ember, and they were, like, getting used to it. Then they kind of got, like, caught there, like, they couldn't move, they were scared of everything. And then, as the butterfly, even though it was only for Lena and Doom, it gets set free. Lena and Doom get set free of city of Ember. And, and, and butterflies, arguably, are beautiful, more beautiful than how they started as a caterpillar, mm-hmm. right? Would you think that, that the book is saying that the humanity now at the end of the story is more, quote-unquote, beautiful than what humanity would have been before the city of Ember was made? No. Are you guys following me? The people who went into the, to the city of Ember to start it, they're the caterpillar. The people in it, as of the moment, they're in the Cocoon, they can't get free. Le- mm-hmm. Lena is right wing, Dune is left wing, Poppy is the like um, communist baby and like body of the butterfly. Oh, wow. Okay, I was with you for a second there, and then when you compared them to the specific wings and body parts of the butterfly. That doesn't, that, that, that doesn't matter. They're okay. just the butterfly in general. The book also seems to be saying that there's problems with humanity, right? That we, we do these terrible things to each other, like blow each other up with a nuclear holocaust. And but it's probably better if, if we're more in touch with nature and appreciative of this beautiful world that we have, you know? I don't know why you that's so funny. <laughs> Nuclear Holocaust <laughs> makes you laugh, Jacoby. <laughs> we'll keep this on the record whenever you no, become an evil stop, villain stop. later. We'll be like, stop. oh, there was that one podcast he was on as a child, well, and he well, laughed at Nuclear Holocaust. <laughs> I mean, i do anything to make Jacoby laugh. I'm not going to get a career. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I think, do, do we have any final thoughts, things we haven't brought up? I'm that, the biggest bird. That are worthy of discussion. I don't even know what that's from. Like, it's actually making He's mad. not the biggest bird. Well, I think we're going to end there. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I'm the biggest bird. Look at